0: Welcome to a Monday edition of Locked On Warriors, the only podcast bringing you the latest on the Golden State Warriors every day, Monday through Friday. I'm Wes Goldberg. Thanks as always for subscribing on YouTube or on your favorite podcast app. And on today's show, I'm going to tell you why we should not be so quick to praise Draymond Green over his comments about the vaccination status of Andrew Wiggins. That's coming up next. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. And remember, this show is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Warriors. Um, All right. So over the weekend, Andrew Wiggins ended up getting the vaccine. We have spent a lot of time talking about Andrew Wiggins, a lot of time Sort of analyzing why he may not want to get the vaccine. He uh, applied for a religious exemption that was denied. He came out on Media Day, very bizarre Media Day, kind of said he, he was, you know, his back was against the wall. He tried every single avenue, but it turns out that, hey, you know what? Because of the laws in San Francisco, you're not going to be able to play for this team at home games at Chase Center unless you get vaccinated. So he got the vaccine. Steve Kerr said that over the weekend. He said he wouldn't answer more questions about it. But he said, hey, look, Wiggins is vaccinated. He will be available. And so because he got the vaccine early enough, he's going to be available by the time the regular season uh, begins. So that's the good news for the Warriors. But we're not. that doesn't mean that this whole thing is put to bed necessarily. The vaccination status of NBA players is going to be a topic across the NBA all season long over the weekend it was also reported that it was there up to 95%. Now, that should be that is good. It is good. But it's not going to be enough to make this a non-issue. Now, I think we're headed there to this being a non-issue um for the Warriors, right? And that's really what you care about and um and that is something I can understand. But Draymond Green over the over the weekend he by the way, did return back from practice after an excused absence is going to be available uh, for tonight's game uh, in Portland to open up the preseason. So that's all good, Andrew. All that stuff, all good. Um, but Draymond Green had an availability after a practice and essentially said that you know this whole vaccination. He didn't understand why all of this was being made into such a big deal and defended Andrew Wiggins's position to not get the vaccine. And this was obviously before uh, it was reported that, or Steve Kerr said that he had gotten the vaccine. So, um, and then LeBron James kind of comes out and defends that same position saying, hey, look, and the general idea of it, of this position to defend guys like Andrew Wiggins and Bradley Beal and Kyrie Irving is, it's not my position to tell another person what to do with his or her body. And I can understand that. I do understand it. I defend, I, com- I, I just, I completely understand it in most circumstances. Draymond Green said, Hey, this would be no different if Andrew Wiggins had to miss a game to go take care of his wife going into labor. That's, what, that, that's the example that Draymond Green used, that this would be no different. For, it, it would be if Draymond were to say, Hey, man, you can't go to the hospital to help your wife because uh, we need you around for the team. He says this is the same sort of situation. He's not in a position to tell Andrew Wiggins what to do from any sort of medical perspective because it's his body and it's his personal life and it's his family that he needs to worry about. And that's what LeBron James basically said. And LeBron got the vaccine, said it was the right decision for him to make for him and his family. I, Draymond Green has gotten the vaccine, too. I imagine he made that decision under the same sort of uh, uh, thinking and as most people, by the way, have. But it is still selfish thinking, even to think about you and just your family. And that, to me, is the part that people like Andrew, Wig- or Andrew Wiggins was missing. Draymond Green was missing in this comment that he was made that I'll, I'll play for you here in a moment. And that LeBron James uh, made in his comments. And I think it's, it's to say, hey, it's not my position to tell anybody else to do what to do with their body is the equivalent in this situation of saying nothing. It is as neutral a comment as you can make. And so for LeBron to say it, for Draymond to say it, you are saying nothing. You're saying nothing in this situation. Now, again, I understand where Draymond is coming from in terms of I don't want to tell anybody what to do with their body. These are elite athletes, right? Draymond Green, who has spent a whole career playing bigger than his body, who has had to work so hard on his body. I I understand an NBA player who says, you don't know what I've been through to get here. You don't know how much work I put into all of this to get here. As much as Draymond Green advertises his Peloton stuff on Instagram, we still don't even know the half of what he does for his body, right? And, and the lengths that they go to every single day, right? We don't get it. And so for somebody, a commissioner, a governor, a mayor, the president, for anybody who is not involved in that day-to-day To say, hey, this is what you got to do with your body. I understand, if you're a professional athlete, a pushback saying, hey, get out of here. You don't know what you're talking about. You're not allowed to tell me what I can do with my body. My body is how I make my money. My body is how I make my living. So thank you very much, but I'll make the decisions when it comes to this thing. I understand that, but it does just stop. And I agree with it. I agree with it in every circumstance except for a pandemic. That's the one where I don't agree with it. And that's where I think LeBron and Draymond have fallen short in this neutral saying nothing comment. Is it's not just about you, man. It's just not. And that's where I want to just reach these guys and, and try to explain it. And to say, look, look, it's not just your body. This is a highly contagious virus that has wiped out 700,000 people in this country. If it was as simple as just taking care of yourself, we wouldn't be in this situation. But we all have to get this vaccine in order to create immunity and tr- get rid of this thing. And it's not media telling you what to do. It's not the commissioner telling you what to do. It's not Steve Kerr or Bob Myers telling you what to do. It's the, the law. And look, I understand the history of black people in this country with vaccines, Right? I understand a natural skepticism. I do. I just, I get it. I, I understand it. I understand why they would be skeptical for all of the reasons, all of the above. But 700,000 people have died because of this real, very real thing. This is not made up, the coronavirus. The masking, the vaccinations, all that stuff is not made up. And I think as basketball players who had to play all of last season getting tested multiple times per day, playing in fanless arenas, would understand it. And for the most part, they do. 95% of them have gotten vaccinated. That's a great number, especially compared to everywhere else in America. It's a great number. But... And I don't care why you get vaccinated as long as you do get vaccinated. But if you are going to make a public comment and come off all knowledgeable, like Draymond Green did, and again, I will play it for you, the sound here, if you haven't heard it already, it's worth listening to. But don't come at me with this knowledge, like you know something and I don't know. And I know that I can come off, like I'm on a high horse here too. I don't mean to grandstand. I don't mean to get on a soapbox with all this stuff. It's just frustrating to me because I'm so sick of fighting with this. I'm so sick of this argument. I'm so sick of people saying, hey, I don't want to be political about it, and then taking a political stance on it. Or, in the case of LeBron and Draymond Green, an apolitical stance, which in and of itself is sort of a political stance, right? So, listen, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more. I'll play the full sound for you uh, on Draymond Green's comments in case you haven't heard it next. Uh, but first, let's talk about... Sleeper. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week, and it made no sense and required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball, and it's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring that there is an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games to play in that week are over. The days of mindless daily busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of all that busy work also over. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive rating, pace of play, all of that and more. All of that adds up to more strategy for you and less busy work. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty. GamePix has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football, if you per, uh, prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game Picks. So download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You're not going to be disappointed. Let's also take a moment to talk about Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar to you? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's log in for the good stuff. There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Thanks again for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We'll get to what the Warriors can expect from Andrew Wiggins now that he's back in a moment. Uh, And when we're done, make sure to make your second listen today. A new episode of Locked On NFL where they're going to have a recap of the action from this weekend's games. And make sure to subscribe if you're a lock, if you're an NFL fan to Locked On NFL. Daily episodes 5 days a week. All right. Uh, I teased it enough. Here is Draymond Green's full response to a question about Andrew Wiggins's hesitancy to get the vaccine. This of course was before Wiggins got the vaccine. Draymond Green goes on to discuss how, you know, he didn't understand why this was being being made such a big deal why nba players were facing so much pressure uh here it is
1: Andrew who as everyone know previously just had a kid you know maybe i don't know 5 months ago or so now um that would be like me telling him like yo your wife is going into labor how dare you leave this team and not go tend to your wife for what that can mean for this team that's that's something that's personal to him that's health related, that's, you know, something that's personal to his family. This is no different. Uh, This is, you know, we're dealing with something that, to me, feels like has turned into a political war. Um, When when you're talking about a vaccination and non-vaccinated, I think it's become very political. And, you know, for someone who's not extremely into politics, Uh, when when you make something so political and not everyone is into politics, then you can also turn those people off, you know? And, you know, I think there is something to be said for people's concern about something that's being pressed so hard. Like, why are you pressing this so hard? Like so much, you're just pressing and pressing and pressing. I think you have to honor people's feelings uh, and, and their own personal beliefs. And I think that's been lost um, when it comes to vac- vaccinated and non vaccinated. Uh, and it, it kind of sucks that that's been lost um, because you, you're essentially not giving anyone, uh, we, you know, you say we live in a land of the free. Well, you're not giving anyone freedom because you're making people do something, essentially, uh, without necessarily making them. You're making them do something. And that goes against everything that America stands for, or supposedly stands for. And so I don't think, no, I know, I'm not in any position to go tell him what he should or should not be doing. Um, And I, as a leader of this team, I'm not going to go to him and say, hey, man, we really need, no, the hell, you do what you feel, you want to do. That, that has nothing. I'm not going to go and ask him, did he get a polio vaccine? Uh, so why would I go ask him if he got a COVID vaccine? You know, I remember the days when um, your medical history was private. I remember those days. I ain't that young to where I don't remember your medical history being private. And I also remember the days when your voting, who you voted for was private. Um, Your your choice on whether you were Democratic or Republican was private. I remember growing up and asking my grandma, grandma, who you vote for? And boy, don't ask me who I voted for. Like, are you crazy? You know, um, I remember those days. You know, and it's not so much like that anymore. You know, so, uh, I'm a little old school. You know, I think, you know some, we get away from some things as a country as a whole, as a a whole being of humans uh, you know we always think we're doing better and you're getting better and sometimes when you think you're doing and getting better, certain things you lost and I think um, medical history right now is one of those things that's been lost, and it's not going back you know, so I'm not sitting here you know, crying for it to go back. It kind of is what it is. Um, But I said all of that to say, it's not my place nor my business on whether he gets vaccinated or not or who else is vaccinated or if you're vaccinated and I'm not or if he isn't and she is. That's none of my business. And I think, um, you know, people in this world could do themselves a great deal if if they actually took that approach as well because it's, you know, it's, it's your own personal choice at the end of the day, uh, what you do with your body. And, you know, it's, it's not my place to tell him what he should or shouldn't do with his like that's cause he's not going to come tell me what I should do with my body. And, you know, so just because I am a leader of this team, don't give me the right to go tell him what to do with his. That's his personal choice.
0: All right. So there it is. Um, again, I understand the position of an athlete saying don't, Talk to me about my body. It's my business. It's always been my business, and it's been my business ever since I got here and ever since then, too. And that's how I've won championships, and that's why I'm on track to being in the Hall of Fame in the case of Draymond Green. I get it. I get it. But – and I do. I think there should be more privacy, man. I It bothers me how little privacy that we have, but these same players who talk about, hey, we should have more privacy, they're on their iPhones, okay? They're on their phones that are just mobile trackers, Okay? And when Draymond Green talks about medical history, it used to be private. And you have Andrew Wiggins talking about HIPAA and all this stuff. It's like they don't, first of all, you don't understand how HIPAA works. Okay. If somebody asks you about your, if if a citizen like you and me asks another player or asks a professional athlete or just another person on the sidewalk, did you get the vaccine? It's not breaking HIPAA rule. It has nothing to do with HIPAA. Okay. That's the medical profession. And if you're not a doctor, you don't have to, like, that's not how it works when you have private information from a client, a customer, that you can't give out. Like, that's, HIPAA has nothing to do with just people talking, okay? And and media interviewing a professional athlete, that's just two people talking, essentially. Like, if the athlete wants to provide that information, he or she can without violating HIPAA. But HIPAA is not also something that you can hide behind in that situation. If you don't want to give it, don't give it. That's your private information in most situations. But this difference here is that, hey, your medical history with all this is not private. And that was the one weird thing that I thought was, I mean, as Draymond Green, do you know who has all of your medical information? Everybody who works, the, like the Warriors, your trainers. You, you had to get vaccines to play at Michigan State. This is not your first vaccine. And it wasn't a problem back then. And then he comes out and says, well, now it's becoming political. Well, it's becoming political because you say stuff like this. I don't know, I don't again, I don't mean to blame Draymond Green for making it political and I do believe that he was trying not to be political about it. And I do understand the notion by the way of it's been so politicized that for people to naturally push back is natural. I understand that I get it. I'm I'm a contrarian at heart as well. But I stop short of that. And there's just another layer of this, an unselfishness that needs to be part of the consideration and this idea that somehow this covid vaccine is different than any other thing that you do any other vaccine that you had to get when you attended michigan state as a freshman the different and and the, the difference between this and getting your ankle worked on by your trainers or getting a shot for pain or being prescribed pills for pain or any other health Concern you may have. Getting a protein shake made by your trainer because your trainer knows what your body needs and you talk to that trainer about that and you're a professional athlete and part of your job, is, by the way, is not only for your body to make you available, but for you to be available. And if getting the vaccine will make you available, then it is no different than any of that stuff. For in the In just the terms of being a professional athlete. And so I don't know why players who so openly are like, hey... Track me wherever I am. Let me put my stuff on Instagram so you know what I'm doing. But all of a sudden, privacy matters in this situation, even though privacy doesn't matter. Like, no, Draymond Green's status is on the injury report, which is publicly available. If he has an ankle, a sprained ankle, that's on the injury report. But you don't hear players talk about violation of HIPAA or, hey, that's my private, that's my body and not anybody else's business. Because there is an understanding as a professional athlete who's getting paid millions of dollars, that that stuff is open. That comes with the territory. That your availability is the product. And if you're not available and the product suffers because of that, then publicly, and this is not just media, this is not the government, this is just everybody has a right to know what's the deal with that. Now, I'm not saying there is no privacy and there is no room for privacy. I wish there was more privacy. I wish that the reporters would ask better questions. I wish there were more privacy. But in this situation, to use Draymond Green's why are you pressing so hard? I don't know if the you is at the media or you is at the government or you is at the NBA. I don't know who you was necessarily supposed to be in this situation. But the reason anybody is pressing so hard is because 700,000 Americans are dead. And the vaccine is going to help get rid of this thing and get rid of this stupid, crazy world that we are living in right now, this apocalyptic thing where everybody's walking around wearing masks and all this stuff. Why? Because it's necessary. Because this pan- this pandemic and this virus won't go away. And why wouldn't we, why does anybody, I don't care what side of the aisle you are on, if you are anti-vaccine, anti-mask, if you are pro-vaccine, pro-mask, nobody wants to wear this stuff. So why can't we just get together and just stop fighting over it and stop saying dumb things? And stop making it, hey, it's my body. Don't tell me what to do. It's anti-American. Why don't we just save other Americans? You know what seems really anti-American? 700,000 of them being dead and you just not caring. And you go and you just, just saying, you know what? I understand that this many people died, but it's my body. So don't tell me what to do. Why are you pressing so hard? I don't know, man. It just bugs me. And I know it bugs you too. And look, I know I'm... I'm Fortunate because I think a lot of my listeners here are Warriors fans. They tend to live in the Bay Area. You tend to be a little bit more progressive, a little bit more liberal. And I think, generally speaking, you side with me, and based on the comments, you do. You, you understand where I'm coming from. And I don't want to be so critical of these players, of Andrew Wiggins, of Draymond Green. I'd rather just watch them play basketball. I'd rather just love watching Draymond Green orchestrate the offense and dribble handoffs with Steph Curry and play Hall of Fame level defense still at this point his I'd rather just watch him do that. I'd rather watch Andrew Wiggins coming off the best season of his career just continue to do that and be a perfect fit at small forward for the Warriors. And now he's going to be available, and that's great. I'd rather just do that, man. I'd rather just talk about that instead of talking about this. But we have to talk about this because we can't just ignore it. We can't just not talk about it. I don't want to talk about it, but we can't just not talk about it. And when you have an intersection of sports and culture, and politics, and you have players talking about this stuff, and in Andrew Wiggins' case, not being vaccinated for a very long time, and then, not, and then refusing to talk about it, and then wondering why everybody wanted to talk about it, we have to talk about it. Because a point has to be made. Because right now, hey, the NBA, they made their point to Andrew Wiggins. He didn't want to get vaccinated. Well, they made him get vaccinated. There was enough pressure there. Now, now the NBA has gone from 90 to 95% vaccination. It's probably going to climb higher the closer the regular season gets. But, man, we are woefully short of that in the rest of America. So maybe we should be talking about it more. I don't think it's probably not being talked about enough. And it shouldn't be politicized. And I try not to talk about it politically. I just try to talk. The only way, I don't want to be political. I'm, not, I'm trying not to be political. I don't think I've said a political thing this entire time. All I have said is I care about you. And I care about the rest of everybody else. And I don't want to wear a stupid mask anymore. It's not because I'm anti-mask. Because of some political stance. I just don't want to wear it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of getting on planes and I have to wear it. I'm sick of worrying about getting this thing. Even though I'm vaccinated. I'm sick of my family having to worry about this thing. I'm sick of strangers having to worry about this. And I'm sick of seeing these percentages being so low in my home state of Florida. And people just continuing to get it and just not... Seeing it clearly, just like, hey, if we all just got this vaccine, it would be so much better and we would all be so much happier and people would stop dying from it. That's all I care about. How's that political? I just, sounds stupid and cliche, but I just kind of want this world to be a better place. And so, yeah, how is this different? Why are we pressuring so hard? That's why. That's it. Um, All right. Well, time to awkwardly transition into basketball. I'll talk about what Andrew Wiggins coming back for the Warriors means for them in the short term and in the long term. That's coming up next year on Locked on Warriors. Let's hear from our good friends at Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has a ton of delicious flavors? There is something for everybody. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, well, they're definitely passionate about their favorite flavors. And if you don't know the Built Bar flavors by now, well, you're missing out. They have coconut. Cherry Barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream and german chocolate. My favorite flavor is all the fruit ones that are covered in chocolate, but I have been leaning toward the mint brownie lately. It's nice and refreshing kind of during the summer months. I was I was chewing on those after a workout, go for a run outside. There's just something about like that, that mint brownie refreshingness uh, that I was Really drawn to uh, there for a few months. I think I just finished my last box of them. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you're going to get two each of nine different flavors. So you can choose your fave. And not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Check out these macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. Only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. All amazing flavors. All tasty. All healthy And so right now, our offer is you can go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off on your next order. Again, use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. Andrew Wiggins is back into the lineup. He will be available in time for the regular season because he got the vaccine before October 7th. So, um... All is good for the Warriors. They have their starting small forward back. At some point, I think you know this situation, this whole situation for Golden State will go away. I do think that Andrew Wiggins will still be asked about it a little bit more. Hey, why did you get the vaccine? What changed? I think the answer is obvious: is he was made to do it, or else he was going to lose a ton of money and not be able to play at home games at Chase Center. Um, but there will be there will be more questions about it, and I think that Andrew Wiggins would be wise to just figure out some sort of answer. That look, he doesn't necessarily need to say. Why it was because I think it's pretty obvious why it was, but he can't also go back to, hey, I'm going to keep that personal because obviously it wasn't personal. It had everything to do with the team. So we'll see uh, if there is an answer on that coming. But the important thing uh, is that he's going to be able to play and that the Warriors have their starting small forward back in a league where it is increasingly dominated by apex predator type of wings uh, and in a conference where you're facing LeBron James and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard when he decides that he wants to come to work um, and and those kinds of guys, you need guys like Andrew Wiggins. And this is a really big deal for the Warriors to have him back for home games. I don't think I'm going out, out on a limb to say that. But when you are going to face these good teams early on in the season and you need Andrew Wiggins in those home games, that's very important. And it's very important for a team that's going to be without Klay Thompson until probably around January, right, where Andrew Wiggins is your best wing defender. And it's he's by far your best wing defender until Clay comes back. And even when Clay does come back, we don't know what he's going to look like, right? Is he going to be that all-league defender that he was before these two season-ending injuries? Probably not right away, right? It's probably going to take him at least a little while to get back to that level, if he ever gets back to that level at all. And that's what I thought was so interesting about the Andrew Wiggins acquisition two years ago, is that you moved D'Angelo Russell through Andrew Wiggins. and Andrew Wiggins is by far the better fit, but what also... He gives you is that defensive insurance in case when Clay came back, he wasn't at that level. And I thought it was interesting that early on in Wiggins's tenure in Golden State, Steve Kerr used him a lot on opposing ball handlers, kind of testing him out, saying, hey, like if Clay is not ready to go, if he's not 100% when he comes back, maybe Wiggins is the guy that takes on that responsibility instead of Clay Thompson. You you could put Clay on other forwards who handle the ball a little bit less, uh, are a little bit less dynamic off the bounce. And it'll probably be easier for Clay Thompson to hang with those guys as opposed to guys like Damian Lillard and James Harden and those kinds of, and Luka Doncic, who have the ball in their hands. That's going to be Andrew Wiggins' position. I think it's going to be his assignment. Fe- I think he is going to be the number one wing defender, even when Clay comes back, because you don't want to put all of that on Clay Thompson, right? Clay's kind of, it sounds funny, but he's kind of has to work his way back and sort of earn that number one defender spot again. You know, obviously he's got the pedigree, but we don't know what it looks like with all the health stuff. So, uh, that's a really big deal, and now for the Warriors, one less question to worry about um, starting in the regular season. Where, all right, you know it's going to be Steph. You know you're going to have to fill in somebody at shooting guard until Clay comes back, whether that's Jordan Poole or Damian Lee, or you know maybe some maybe somebody like Avery Bradley makes the roster and earns that position or something like that. Moses Moody, whatever. But now Andrew Wiggins is going to be slotted in there every single night at small forward. By the way, Andrew Wiggins, Iron Man right played every game last year except for one they just rested him for just re- for rest purposes it was a game that didn't matter but could have played all 82 um so very healthy very available this is a big deal for them and then Draymond Green and Kevon Looney to fill out that rest of the lineup we'll see what James w- how long it takes for James Wiseman to come back but now you're not asking a ton out of Otto Porter who has his own health concerns right because if Wiggins wasn't going to play it was you know you can imagine Otto Porter probably filling in that Roll at small forward as a starter in, in, in those games where Wiggins wasn't playing at home. Uh, but now they don't have to worry about any of that, right? And now the Warriors go from a spot where I thought, hey, if you don't have Klay Thompson for half the year and you don't have Andrew Wiggins for half the year, you're probably not making the playoffs. Because this team isn't better without Andrew Wiggins for half of those games than they were last year, right? And this is a team that's missed the postseason two years in a row. I thought they needed all hands on deck to get to the playoffs. They're going to need Klay Thompson to do something for them, Right? just to make the playoffs. The Western conference is really hard. I think if the Warriors get to the playoffs and clay is healthy, I think they can make it out of the West, right? I think they become in the playoffs, if healthy, one of those maybe top four teams in the West, but they just got a lot of stuff they got to sort out and deal with early in the season that I don't, I don't think it seems, it sounds weird, but a team that I think could be in the top four come playoff time is not guaranteed to make the playoffs because of all this health stuff. So, um, Having one less of those questions that you need to worry about if you're Steve Kerr, if you're Bob Myers, um, is great for them. It's great for the Warriors. It's great for Warriors fans. Um, Wiggins will be back and uh, playing an essential role for them. And uh, so that's what that is in the short term. And in the long term, hopefully this stuff gets on the rug. It doesn't create an issue in the locker room. It doesn't seem like it has at all, so that's good. And uh, I think Andrew Wiggins figures to be a long-term part of the Warriors, right? You could continue to throw him into trade machine stuff, whatever you want to do. If a star does become available that the Warriors are interested in, are you know in the mix for Andrew Wiggins makes sense as a guy you would have to move in order to match salary for said superstar. But I do not think that the Warriors are in a rush trying to get rid of. I don't think they view Andrew Wiggins as hey, this is our chip to go get another player. I think they'd be very happy just having Andrew Wiggins there long term, play out the rest of this contract, all that stuff because he's a good fit for this, with this roster, especially if Clay comes back and he's healthy and he's able to space the floor and stuff like that. So, um, all right. Things coming back to normal a little bit for Golden State. Obviously, the Klay Thompson thing. James Wiseman, to a lesser extent, another question for the Warriors. But Draymond Green, back from his um, excused absence, uh, back and will be ready for the preseason game tonight in Portland. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, vaccinated, will be ready for the start of the regular season. Everybody else is pretty much healthy. um, And uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow with a recap of tonight's game against Portland and our takeaways uh, from the first preseason game of the season. That'll do it for us today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Lockdown Warriors on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, comment and leave a review. And then, of course, you can reach me on Twitter at WC Goldberg. That's it for now. We'll catch you next time.